The edges of your vision are blurry as a bright purple light blinds you. You blink, which takes an eternity to complete, and then blink again, taking even longer. Slowly, the fuzz fades, and you find yourself kneeling next to hundreds of others, prostrate, your brow touching the ground. Whoosh! You find yourself in the pits of hell. Where is she? The person next to you screams. Where? A huge red dragon lands before you, trails of smoke leaving its nostrils. And, shockingly, he lowers his neck, accepting all of you as riders. What? What happened? Whoosh! Within a temple, you find yourself floating among the worshippers. In no body of your own, you float across the spans, watching as they complete their rituals. Whoosh! With his back against the wall, a figure slumps against the wall, torn and broken, as you look upon a war zone. Your enemies have infiltrated your city, your life now without meaning. As the loudest scream pierces the air, reverberating through the city, shaking the very foundations of the buildings, your enemies rejoice. Whoosh! A tall, gaunt female stands before you, facing the empty expanse. Oh my god, she did it. As a figure standing three times as tall as a mountain, with four arms and a body that is entirely composed of starlight. As the cloud breaks, this form pushes through larger than life. The female companion gapes as she stands awestruck before falling to her knees, terrified and in awe. The massive figure booms with a voice, Guide my people! The form bellows as the two are buffeted by an extreme gale. Finish what was started! Sadness, deep and profound. You are not dead. Skeletal fingers grip an alien skull. You complete your ritual. Dark, purple energy flowing from your hands into a hulking mass. It twitches in some amalgamation of life. Just as energy flowed to it, so too does energy flow outward to you. Finding yourself among the stars, floating, vision going black, blinking your eyes to refocus, you gain agency. Seeing battalions of soldiers, you continue floating as you look around and see impossible geometry. Half-destroyed buildings floating by as they crumble, and as each piece falls off of this building, the building becomes more solid as though every piece that falls away actually builds it in its absence. You float through the space, upward, till you find a waterfall that falls up towards the heavens. A random explosion nearby shoves everything away from it, and you continue drifting along slowly, finding twin vertical surfaces, similar to walking down a hallway through, though figures move about on the surfaces, Standing sideways, defying gravity. Another surface approaches. As you touch down on the ceiling, your perspective flips, and you stand within a group, all dark-robed. I have it. Good, says the figure. We only have one chance. 
she cannot resist. And with a scream, you awaken. Welcome to the Game Masters Academy. I will be your host, Greg, and this is where we will discuss different tips, tricks, and other useful bits of information that I have used, stolen, and copied from some of the great minds of tabletop games. Without further ado, let's get into episode one, Dreams. As at the very beginning of this, a dream is a powerful way to add mystery, suspense, and mystique to a campaign. Specifically, they can be used to foster a sense of not just mysteriousness, but an overall depth and growth to a character. Obviously, most dreams are not shared, and so an individual that is experiencing the dream will have a significant piece that they're able to then uh, build off their character with. When done correctly, uh, it can add an additional layer of character development to those involved, as well as uh, help you be able to tell more compelling stories. So let's get into a couple of different tips to relaying a dream that is going to provide you with the largest impact as well as help you tell the story you're trying to tell. Tip number one, know the whole story. Within the intro, there was many different things that I specifically created here for this. And in doing so, I know what the whole story is. I know what the timeline is. I know the order that it all goes in. And I know exactly the message that I was trying to portray to the individuals that were uh, participating in this particular uh, dreamscape. And by knowing the whole story and having everything that's there, I don't have to attempt to make things up on the fly. Uh, improv is a exceptionally beneficial uh, tool set as a GM. But uh, in general, this is one of those situations where you really want to have this planned out. Uh, this spe- uh, specific story that I was talking about uh, actually originated from a pretty deep canon lore that I was able to find. And I just kind of took it from that and thought, what could I do to tell this bit of lore in a way where it would be almost just as confusing as if I had not said anything? And so I wrote out the entire events and explained you know, uh, outlined them and and created exactly what it was that was going on. And in doing so, I have that framework that I can then branch and or build off of and reference back to without getting lost and trying to figure out, you know, what exactly did I say? What was it that uh, I mentioned? Or maybe I said something wrong, especially if you're sitting around in a, a table uh, it's going to be much harder for you to be able to to hold on to all of those bits and pieces if you don't create the whole entire thing. Tip number two, don't follow the timeline. So if you present your dream in a chronological order, you have helped already solve part of 
what the mystery is. What events go where? What happened? Did the first event trigger the second event, or did the fifth event trigger the first event? There's a level of intrigue that is involved when you're trying to fit the pieces together, not just understand what they mean, but also understand what order they're in. And so when you're dealing with a dream, you want to scramble it, scramble out the bits and pieces. Uh, you know, like I said, in the first tip, I, I wrote the whole thing out. I knew exactly how I wanted it to go. And then I took, you know, specific chunks of it and decided what is it that I wanted to highlight for this? And then once I figured that out and knew what I wanted to write, I scrambled it all up. So that way it's presented in a, uh, like I said, a nonlinear format to provide that extra additional layer of mystique. Tip number three, be intentional with your perspective. So if you want your dream to be from the first person, great. If you want your dream to be from the third person, almost as though somebody is watching from above as events unfold, great. If you want your dream to go back and forth between the two, awesome. The point here is plan it out and stick to it for each scene. And so if you are going to have a scene be in first person, then just only describe the things that the individual would be able to see. Whereas if the dream is from a third person perspective, you can give a broader description of what's going on and play with it and tweak it until it gets uh, to you know where you want it to, to be. Tip number four, give your players an obvious hook. In the example I gave at the very beginning of this episode, uh, there's a reference to a great red dragon doing something that's rather uncharacteristic. There's also uh, multiple references to uh, a, a civilization that is rather wrapped in uh, worship and deities, as well as potentially a war. So maybe the war is regarding uh, an interplanar war, or maybe it's intercity or interstate. Uh, you have the opportunity here to provide just enough information to give your players an idea of where to go to look for the rest of what they need to find. Uh, if you don't, then you might have created a cool dream that doesn't really serve the purpose of your storytelling. Obviously, as you tell your stories, you want your dream to, uh, I should say your stories, to be able to be cohesive enough that you are effectively guiding your players um, in this particular instance where it is that you would like them to go. Tip number five, have your dream be outlandish. You're really looking for a wow factor here. Granted, you could throw in a dream and have it not really serve any kind of purpose of mystique and intrigue. But generally speaking, if you're looking to get additional engagement out of your uh, players, the best option is going to be making the dream something that's so just different, weird, opposite of what they're used to, that it stri it pushes them or it builds enough anticipation for them to try to figure out what's going on that they try to 
uh, figure out what's the actual situation with the dream as well as where that would help with the story. Uh, what you want to avoid is basically creating a dream that outlines and details the mundane everyday activities that they're going through. That's fine in some instances. You know, maybe there's something that they saw that they didn't pick up on, and you're utilizing a dream to help remind them of what it is they saw. But in general, I find that if you're going to utilize the weird, the outlandish, that as you, this is one of those situations you can't go over the top. You can't put too much of the weird in. You can't put too much of the completely bizarre. I don't know about you, but whenever I have a dream, they don't make any sense at all. Uh, you look up and it's the ground and all of a sudden you're falling. And then as soon as you hit it, you bounce off of it and you fly through the air and now you can fly. But if you could fly, why'd you fall in the first place? You get the point. The idea here is you want to be able to utilize the opportunity. Um, you're most likely going to have your uh, uh, party's complete attention and you want to be able to provide that awesome experience where after you're done explaining to them what the actual scenes are, what the vision is, they have this moment where the party looks at each other, they express this shared amount of what is going on, but at the same time, that was so cool. And uh, dream is one of those things that gives you that unique perspective where you can kind of hit both of those relatively easily with a little bit of planning. So to uh, recap, um, we started talking about knowing the whole story, ensuring that you have this planned out, written out, so that way you don't get lost. You are not requiring yourself to improv on the spot as well as you're able to easily remember the things that you put in your dream. Next would be be non-linear. Don't go through things chronologically. Have things being out of the timeline order be part of the puzzle, be part of the mysterious uh, aspect of the message that you're trying to portray. Uh, the third is be uh, specific and purposeful with your perspective. Uh, whether it's first person or third person, uh, it doesn't really make a difference. I'm not, I don't want to say like one is better than the other, but just make sure that you have decided what it is that you want it to be, uh, for the scene that you're specifically talking about, and then ensure that you stick to it and you're consistent so that way it doesn't become confusing. Uh, the next is give an obvious hook. Uh, you want to make sure that you're using a dream to promote your story, to promote your uh, campaign. Maybe it's the setting. Maybe it's ancient lore. Uh, it could be something that is infused in them from uh, legend lore itself. It doesn't really matter as long as you're uh, giving them an obvious mystery or an obvious place to start uh, figuring out, researching, and uncovering the secrets that you're trying to portray. Uh, the very last one uh, was be outlandish. Go and give them the crazy stuff. Um, you know, maybe the sky's the wrong color, and 
plants grow in the air and float around on random air gusts. I, who knows? It doesn't matter. But the point here is, is this is your one opportunity where you can really just go for your complete, crazy, outlandish ideas. And it does not interfere with your story. It actually builds your story and increases the depth of uh, the mystery. That's pretty much going to bring this first episode to a close. Thank you for joining. Again, uh, I have been your host of the Game Masters Academy, uh, Greg. If you would like to join me for different D&D type settings, uh, 5e, uh, there's going to be a link in the description to a Discord server that has a play-by-post game that is always going. Myself and two other individuals moderate, and there are, I don't know, probably 30 or so people that are currently getting together, playing, questing, and uh, experiencing a, a homebrew world. So if that sounds like a fun time, feel free to grab the link and come join us. Otherwise, I'll see you on the next one. And let's let the dice decide.